0: If you could uh, actually say this whole thing in Urdu, that would be uh, really
1: perfect. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Google translate. <laughs> hang on. Uh, translate to Urdu.
0: You know what was funny? I was like, I really want authentic, like hmm. what they'd be eating. And I was like, Pakistan uh, paratha. And I was like, James, the Pakistan isn't a thing yet. It's... It's five years away. That's the whole thing that's going on here.
1: So here's here's a fun thing. Uh, this is impossible for me to uh, do
0: because Urdu is in a, is the written language is like an Arabic sort of right deal. and yeah,
1: yeah. right to left yeah. and also, honestly, God, like this this Google Translate voice is terrible. Yeah, I I didn't catch a single thing that it just said to me. So I'm just gonna have to do it the old fashioned way.
0: That's why I've gotten. Oh, I- uh, uh may wish Hayat to be on the call. Uh, Aisha, okay. uh, just join the call right now.
1: Could you imagine? Uh, okay, here's here's what I'll do. I'm going to do this. It's the following introduction, but in Urdu. Just imagine <laughs> it with your minds.
0: <laughs> Colin, sometimes i like say, "Colin speaks Urdu."
1: Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. <laughs> and I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts, the only other one here,
0: <laughs> and your friend Steve. I uh, On this <laughs> podcast, we're doing lots of stuff. Listen, hey, everyone. <laughs> on this podcast, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene or day by day until the end of time.
1: Yes. James, I really love when you get off track of the, the script for the beginning and you you find a way to like rope it back in. <laughs> Infinitely funny impossible. to me every time. Oh, good
0: okay, good, good,
1: good. Oh no, no. I, I leave that sort of stuff in because like it is very funny. And what we are here to talk about today is some pickups Woo! for Miss Marvel. This is so exciting. I love when we get stuff like this, especially from the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess technically any time we do this, it's after it hits Disney Plus anyway. But I meant right. specifically, I like it when it's the TV shows, right. not the movies. Um, yeah,
0: we like the TV shows way better than all the movies. That's right. I agree, Colin.
1: Well, okay. Don't don't make it sound on, like that. that's the hot Kevin on I'm phone. giving.
0: Hey, KF. Hey. Uh, hey. Uh, yeah, he Mike. said it again. Oh, I'll let him know. You're yeah, off the podcast. Says, I don't know. He took it over at some point.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at some point, he, just, he was like, I have assumed creative control. It is no longer Marvel Entertainment. It is now Marvel Studios, Timeline Studios, and it's all me. Nick Bramall
0: featuring Michael Giacchino.
1: (laughs) Ooh. This scene is from Miss Marvel, episodes 103 and 105. Uh, For 103, we are going from 1 minute and 50 seconds to 4 minutes and 12 seconds, and then cutting over to 105 from 241 to 306. And here is what those moments look like. British occupied India, 1942. We see intricate art chiseled into the walls before hands, sorry, before we see hands desperately digging through the debris of stone, dirt, broken vases, and more on the ground. A dagger is found, as well as an ornate helmet near the edge of a kind of like a cliff-like structure that looks like it's overlooking lava. Like, that's the one thing I did actually, by the way. I'm going to already immediately uh, interrupt myself. I tried pausing this moment like three or four times, and every time it was like blurry because it's on motion. Mm -hmm. But there's a weird element to the way that this temple is set up Mm -hmm. that I really wish we had gotten a couple more broader shots uh, to get some... Uh, Some like kind of hints or clues or something about about some of this stuff, because I kept going, is that lava? What is that? What is it just fire? Okay, never mind. Uh, And it just was it was already gone. Uh, Okay. anyway, so it's overlooking something. Right. Uh, But uh, Najma finds a blue hand partially buried. She calls out to uh, Faria and Salim. Stating that she found the bangle. Freya asks if they should be concerned how it's attached to a severed arm. Uh, Najma says, you heard what that man from the temple said? And then Aisha appears saying, he said you would need to. Let me see it. They make way for her, and she takes a closer look, cleaning it and taking care of it. They talk about how the British have probably looted this place twice over by now, as in the distance, a soldier yells, Oh you! What are you doing here? You can't be here. We'll shoot. Right, I love I love the, all the different types of British you know guys that you get. Like yeah. there's two different voices that you get in this. You have a little bit of that. Oh, what are you doing? Right, but you also have that. Oh yes, yes yes, yes. right over here. Yeah. this one.
0: Shoot it It's him. Actually, the same. We were shoot. Same same guy. Actually, it's a uh, code switching, but they spell it with a U. C O U D E. Yeah.
1: Boo. Okay. Actually, it is
0: code switching. If they if the same guy speaks in both high and low culture acts, it's fine. It's fine. Interesting.
1: Yeah. It, it is. I think it's like two or three diff- different distinctive voices, or at least so says sure, no, for Disney For sure. Plus for sure. Absolutely. Subtitles. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, all British people satellite. No. Eliza I'm Doolittle
0: had fifteen hundred kids, and they're all <laughs> British officers.
1: And they're all yeah, and they're all here fighting in this war. Doolittle. Uh, I Aisha's, don't think so. All right. Yeah, so. More like do great crimes. Uh, Aisha says, "Then one will have to do." The soldiers yell again in the distance and begin to shoot. Um, a cannon goes off and it shakes the whole temple that they're in. Uh, we get an aerial shot and we see that they are standing in the ruins of a Ten Rings temple. What? Ooh, what? Crazy. As if also, I I realized that we made a big to-do about that and completely glossed over the blue hand. But, you know, we'll come Listen, back to hands it. are blue. Um, Ten Rings are not everywhere. That. Are That's they? true. Uh, some hands are blue. Bringing them a back brick. Uh, which I just realized <laughs> will have come out after this episode. But whatever. Right. Uh Najma Not for a sends, week. yeah, Salim and uh, Faria to help uh, Adam out. Adam, Adam, Adam. they pronounce I, yeah, it Adam. I, I know has two I, a's at the beginning. I remember that again. As I said, I was like that. No, I look at it every time and realize it's just Adam. It yeah. just has two a's or three a's. So he can anyway. be at the
0: beginning of the phone book.
1: Mm, yeah, uh, to help Adam outside while they look for another bangle. Aisha says that it's the British army and that they don't have time. They argue about needing two bangles as uh, Faria yells back that the British are setting the temple on fire. Aisha says, if there's a chance this bangle can take us back home, we have to try. Aisha puts on the bangle, it lights up, and her eyes glow purple before returning to normal. The temple begins to splinter and fall apart. Najma says that they should split up to get free and for Aisha to keep the bangle safe. They hug and depart as the temple fully collapses. Now, jumping over uh, to episode 105, we are continuing this departure, essentially, as we see Aisha running as fast as she can uh, away from this, uh, this area with a British soldier close behind. Once again, stop or I'll shoot, he yells. She stops, pulls a 180, and throws a knife directly into the center of his chest, dropping him to the ground, I guess to bleed out or something. Uh, I wrote Gang physically ring. in my notes... What's that? Yeah. I wrote, actually, in my notes, I wrote, it's odd that this one singular knife throw killed him, but here we are. Yeah. Um, Because I actually looked this up, uh, and I found that, like, 99% of the time, a stab like that would not kill you instantly. Right. Uh, And, in fact, it would take you quite a while to, to die or bleed out unless she nicked, like, a major artery, which... As someone who is, you know, from another realm and has these Mm. extra powers, maybe she can throw it so hard and with that much accuracy. But it looked like it went through his
0: sternum or like his like chest. Like it was going hard, but there's not. Yeah, your heart's over here. So like, right, your
1: heart's over here. But also, even if you were to puncture the heart, it it's not instant. It takes time for you to bleed out. Yeah, and if you add a little pressure to that and just and keep going, good God, Jeffrey. Over here, Jeffrey. I'm 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 in the brush. Come find <laughs> no, me, right? like bring bring tea. Bring Nigel and bring the tea. And good God, Jarvis? Have a crumpet. Yeah. No, his yeah, exactly. dad. Yeah. Why would he say that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Actually, and no. Wait, it would be. Jar- it would just be Jarvis. Yeah. It would, yeah. It would just be
1: Jarvis. Where's like, Eddie? Oh, good heavens. Good heavens. Yeah. Like yes, I, I must get. I must get out. Uh, Mr. Stock is waiting for me. Anyway, no, but like. He's sitting there, you know, if he just put a little pressure on that and just gave it like five, ten minutes, he'd be fine.
0: It's a vampire knife, though. It it sucks blood. Yeah. Um, They don't say that in the It's a deleted scene. But in the comics, they they
1: make it very specific.
0: (laughs) This text box says, vampire knife, winky face, and then that's
1: it. And it says, for more information, see Morbius 225. And you Um, do,
0: and it's like... I, oh, that little thing he sold? Okay. That's
1: weird. It's just a knife that is owned by a vampire. That doesn't make it a vampire Vampire's knife? Come
0: knife. On. I don't... Man, this sucks. <laughs> yeah.
1: This this is lame. I don't like this lure at all. Sorry, um, uh, just want to say
0: it again. This sucks for like a vampire oh, thing. No, there you go. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I got you. Yeah. Um, Thanks for noticing. But
1: what doesn't suck is this scene. Yeah. Um, I didn't... Uh, so I did try to figure out if this was supposed to be based off of any kind of actual spot I couldn't tell yeah if it was I think that this is kind of like again a situation of doing um oh god I a historical fiction yeah. where you are sort of again combining some some things to create something new uh but that is still kind of historically accurate to right. some extent um and you know this is something that w- I will say we had had some I mean is it Cool to mention that we had a little bit of concerns about how they might address some of this stuff yeah, with for sure. the fighting. Um, so we were concerned about the partition stuff being, um, especially since we saw Blue Hand in this scene, it it shows that they had uh, a reference to Kree, yeah. um, which we had really been concerned that this was going to be a situation of Kree versus Skull, uh, Skrull, and they were going to maybe kind of wipe out some of the actual historical context here of the fighting um my thought process was that what you probably were going to have happen is the actual you know war and fighting and everything like that that happened in real life but that somewhere along that partition line there was a smaller fight and battle that was containing these people uh, which I think could make sense and wouldn't erase any of the actual historical context. Right. But you could say, because there's no way for people to see everything, this could have happened in like another location that would be hidden by this other fighting. Right. And I think that is kind of what we may have seen. I don't think we saw any uh, Skrull, uh, but we definitely see that there is a Cree, and we don't know how long it's been there, but the hand hasn't fully decomposed or anything like that. Right. So the Cree hand has been there for... At least a little bit. Uh, and the Cree is something that we have seen before, by the way, in episodes like about the Mayan Man. Right. Uh, we have mentioned them before. Um, and we will be seeing a bunch more of the Kree, uh people um, as we continue forward. Um, but, uh, you know, basically, I didn't want to do another rehash of what that is or anything like right. that. And we've also at this point talked about uh, who the Ten Rings are. Right. Uh, because we've seen the actual ten rings at this point, mm-hmm. uh, including just you know last uh, year, not yes, yeah, you're right, yeah, yep. We we did just see. I was going, wait, was that this year or was that ne- uh, last year? Um, so I didn't think there was really much as far as like MCU lore. There is not much now, so we won't get into it uh, for a bit, just because it's not going to be mentioned. Uh, for multiple, uh, like, uh, almost almost 100 years.
0: As now, of this recording. Right? I mean, who knows what, like, the Marvels will have in it or whatever, but...
1: Very true, very true, yes. But, I mean, like, as of this recording, uh, which is July 21st, mm-hmm. 2022, so far, all that we know about these people is within the context of the Ms. Marvel uh, TV series. Right. And so, we, within that timeline, uh, we will find out in just under 100 years um more information about who they are but like they they talk about being the clandestine which is something that does have comic book um history uh the clandestine are a superpowered progeny of Adam of destine and okay i i've never heard this pronounced so i'm going to just as- attempt it uh elilith ha- it's E-L-A-L-Y-T-H.
0: yeah elilith like, e- I, I can't Elilith? imagine.
1: Elilith? E- Elilith, uh Ilalith. maybe. I don't know. But uh, but, she uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but she is a djinn. Yeah, um, exactly. But she is a djinn, and that will become relevant information later. Right. Uh, what is interesting, though, is the fact that this particular um, grouping uh, within the comic books has absolutely no... Uh, connection at all to any of the people that we've seen in this TV show. So this is definitely a situation of using something that has a very small connection point. Right. Uh, But saying that like this is a group of characters that we would have no reason to necessarily introduce uh, to the MCU in any other fashion so just sort of repurposing a already determined name essentially. Hey kids,
0: do you like clandestine? Are they the part of Ms. Marvel that really stood out to you well there's a whole series of comic books uh co- about clandestine that you can uh you can read on marvel unlimited uh special one that may not actually include najma salim uh, adam faria or aisha
1: right uh in fact it includes 100% none of them right uh and it does include a djinn, but just not these djinns. right it's, but it is something that I think we'll see, and I think that the clandestine uh, in the comics is something that you see a lot in Marvel comics is uh, groups that become sort of found family mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the times, or you know, again, like this idea of like progeny, but like they're related, but like they're also not directly all related right. to each other one hundred percent either. You know what I mean? Like there is there is some link a clan. You know, to I each mean, other. That's actually well, yeah. right. A clan. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So like, and that's what I think the reason why this fits for for these characters um, is this exact same reasoning. Okay, so before we get into the Avengers ensembles, though, uh, we did talk about off air uh, some interesting facts about this episode that were included on IMDb, uh, and honestly, without even really kind of meaning to just honestly in our general conversation about this stuff, uh, we covered three out of the four things that are related to this scene. Uh, But I do want to point out the fourth one, which I found very interesting. And uh, I actually uh, just went back to listen to recently uh, because of the fact that you pointed this out. Uh, And it says when the 10 rings logo is shown in the opening scene, there was originally a musical nod to Shang-Chi's theme from Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. This was cut from the episode, but can be heard in the original soundtrack album in the track Digging in the Dirt.
0: Love that Peter Gabriel song.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, what's funny is that I also was thinking that it sounds a lot like the title of that song that was in Tarzan. Trash, Trash in the Camp. Trash in the Camp. camp. Yeah. yeah. Man. Hmm. So, really, this show is just Disney bounding music from. No, I'm kidding.
0: Yeah. Disney bounding, Disney tuning, car tuning. <laughs> All right. So um, I had a, I had a, wow. just a... Wow. I'm a car. Um, I had a, just a couple of notes. Uh, first, let me get this joke out of the way. Uh, Susanna Hoffs okay. also thinks that one bangle will be enough. Um, she was the lead singer of the band, The Bangles. Um, uh, ah, yeah. okay. Uh, I, pro- I think I'm going to make the promise that I'll easily, easily forget. That'll be the only bangles, bangle bangles joke that I'm going to make. Uh, in the next five minutes. Okay, so, um, no, no, uh, probably, we'll probably get to modern day before I remember again. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, Also, that that helmet that that, uh, Faria tosses away, I'm pretty sure that's the hat that I researched and researched and researched on that guy whose face is way up close
1: at the beginning that I
0: was like, he doesn't get a credit, he's taking up the whole screen. I think that's the helmet or that's, a helmet in the style that that guy is wearing at the, at the first uh, 10 rings, like attacking people thing.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. I know that it's supposed to be like, huh, old helmet. Um, but
1: right. That isn't again, if that is true, that's another incredible nod. Yeah. To like how good they are about, Keeping things consistent. they <laughs> like, as they go. All right,
0: we have to have a cave that's full of old ten ring stuff. Call the prop master from Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, and just get him to bring yeah. a dump truck over here of old armor and whatever cash, and uh mm-hmm. just dump it in and cover it with dirt, and then we're done.
1: As many coins with holes directly in the center of them as you can get. Um,
0: something very funny that I th- that, oh sorry uh they the British people say they're gonna set the cave on fire. Um, which really cracked me up because it's like I know that like it would be like you know throw gasoline down Dynamo and then light it on fire or whatever, but like oh, okay. then like they shoot a cannon. And I'm like, do you think that that's gonna catch this rock on fire? What is happening? What what? That's not like what a, what a you weird. Are, you threat. know you know
1: what it is though is like is again I think that they are in a cavern of some sort there, but that's not the entrance. It's or that's not the main entrance. I think that that is a kind of like almost like an underground portion of a much larger temple. Right. Because she yells back, they're going to set the temple on fire. Again, you're right. A cannonball would not set that on fire. I thought the British just people that,
0: said that they're going to set it on fire.
1: I believe Faria says it, but I think what they say is, well, I think they say to Adam that we'll fire.
0: Right, hold on! Not, I'm gonna, we'll set
1: it on fire. I, I or maybe they there's just say a lot the, they'll, of they'll syl-
0: syllabic no. difference between "will fire" and "we're going to set this cave on fire." I don't,
1: fire. I don't think they say. I don't think I don't believe that the British physically say we're setting your cave All right, on well, fire.
0: I'm going to go back and just just listen real okay. quick. They're going to destroy the cave. They're setting it on fire. Says Freya You're you're right. I should have I should have just trusted you, but I didn't because you've I've been burned before. By the fire of the caves.
1: By the fire that set this temple af- aflame. Okay, um, my last um, thing is when all this
0: commotion is going on, and Aisha is putting on the bangle, and her face is turning purple, or you know, her eyes are turning purple, and all this stuff's happening. Right. She's like, "Did you see that?" And in almost like a sitcom way, Najma's like, "What?" And like turns back from having not watched Aisha die. Right. Having not like, watched it. Yeah. Like it's like, "Come, dude, watch. This is our whole thing." Najma's like, oh, sorry, I got briefly distracted. What was it? Anyway, anyways, so. Um, right.
1: Well, but I also think that what is happening there is something that we'll see in a bit. And by, by a bit, I mean in quite a few like years. A bit. But I think that, like, it's also a thing where she is also seeing something that Najma can't see because she doesn't have right, on the bangle. Right, right, right. So I think that that's also why she's that's like, true. are you seeing this? Because I'm pretty sure she says this, I think actually, does. Does Kamala mention people seeing what she <laughs> saw when she has a vision?
0: Yeah, because uh, um, uh, the grandma sees the train right. too. Right. Yeah. All right. Mm. So let's get into a giant size, double size issue of Avengers Ensemble. Avengers Ensemble. So, this is uh, the first part of it is uh, episode 1.03, you know, season one, episode three, uh, which is called Destined. It aired on June 22nd, 2022. Uh, It is named after the magnificent Ms. Marvel Volume One, issues one through six. That arc is called Destined. Um, Hmm. It is directed by Mira Menon. Uh, who directed one other episode. She also directed four episodes of The Magicians, two episodes of Outlander, one episode of You, one episode of The Walking Dead, one episode of The Punisher, one episode of Man in the High Castle, one episode of The Exorcist, and one episode of Fear the Walking Dead, uh, which is where they have I, people eat bowls of zombies, and will
1: they? Right. I also think it's interesting how many one episode Yeah. toe dips all these and
0: like the that's not new. That's not just for her. Like it's, I see you see that a lot where it's like, like almost like a freelance. Like yeah, I, you know you need you need a you know a hired gun for one episode. Here I got I you know I got you
1: right right yeah.
0: Um, it was the teleplay was written. So when it says teleplay, I basically think okay. So they took this one largely from those first six issues of Magnificent Ms. Marvel. Um, because a teleplay Ooh. refers to adaptation of an right. existing text. Uh, it was done by three people. Uh, Freddie Cyborn, uh, who wrote, who also wrote one episode of Killing Eve and one episode of Sex Education. Uh, okay. Our friend A.C. Bradley, um, who there has been no update since we last did an update on her on June 15th, 2022. Nothing has changed in the past month in on her IMDb. Right. Uh, and Matthew Chauncey uh who wrote two other episodes of Ms. Marvel and was the story editor for What If and was the script doctor for Thor uh Love and Thunder. Interesting. So okay. yeah. Tycho was like, this I just don't feel right about this man. And Matthew Chance is like, give it old, give it over to old MC M C and Tycho Waititi is he like don't was, don't don't call yourself that.
1: The the issue is it was that he's he wrote his script and he was like, oh yeah this script is sick, bro. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> let me take a look at it. And he's like, what? No, no, I don't mean, no, stop. You don't have to give it a checkup. I mean, it's good. It's good stuff, bro. Cha- Chauncey's like,
0: like, give uh, give Zeus a Greek accent and we'll be good. Um, almost. I wasn't, I, I, mean, I didn't yeah. think that,
1: was, that one was going to hit. Um, it's only funny because I know how much you hated that. <laughs> um,
0: I... Ran, have run into Korg now in the comics, and he's not oh. funny, and not that he would be, <laughs> but like he's just a big right. rock dude, and I'm like, huh,
1: weird. Okay. Oh, is it because you're a little country?
0: Uh, I'm a little bit country, and he's a little bit just a big rock guy. I'm more of a country guy. He's more of a rock guy. That's the yeah. that's the MXPX version of that song. Yeah, changing yeah. the lyrics to just make my Carrera not have to do any work. All right, so. Uh, cut that
1: <laughs> No, I'm leaving that one in, baby. Oh, and
0: when my Carrera <sighs> plays Ghostwriter's son Little Ghosty, I'm gonna be eating my words.
1: All right. so
0: uh, so let's get into some actors. Um, okay. Najma is played by an actress named Nimra Bucha. She's done a lot of like Pakistani cinema, and that's what we're gonna find for for <laughs> a couple of these people. Um, hell yeah but uh so I, I I wrote down I didn't know what to pick because I don't you know I try and pick out sort of the like nerdy right, stuff like
1: the nerdy stuff so
0: yeah. I did sort of, I sort of pulled a a, a trick from my James nary minute movies things and looked at her top four like things that she's in and sort of wrote those down so she was in uh manto which is the uh from the Chronicles of uh, sorry the movie is Manto and it's the Chronicles of Manto a famous Urdu novelist who opts to live in Lahore after the independence of Pakistan. He left Bombay because it wasn't safe enough for Muslims, but had to face charges of obscenity due to his artistic choices. She's in all 10 or ten episodes of True Rails, which is about four women who set up an undercover detective agency to expose philandering husbands, which sounds really cool. That does sound cool. And uh, this is going to be a big uh, synopsis because uh, I'm excited to say that we're gonna see this next credit uh, two more times in this Avengers ensemble. Ooh, um, she's also in the three Bahadur Rise of the Warriors, a safe and peaceful town with all the villains behind bars, put behind bars thanks to our heroes. Because this is the third in the in the three mm-hmm. Bahadur, which I think means brave, based on the first movie being called Three Brave. Um. The kids are going about their lives like other children, at times finding it difficult to control their powers. It is only during a school trip when they run into the mysterious circus performer Irma, uh, played by an actress named Maywish Hayat, uh, we might see her again, that things start to heat up. Irma is a superhero from a parallel world, which is hilarious. That's interesting. Running and hiding from Babushka, so played by Nimra Bucha. She's a superhero from another world running and hiding right.
1: from Nimra Bucha. Isn't that fascinating to think about <laughs> for something that we can't even get into right now? Um, also, I... Uh, here's Here's a quick question for you, James. Is anything here at all possible to... Like, that's on her IMDb. At all possible to relate to any kind of movie that might have been... I don't want to say parodied, because that sounds like the wrong word for it. That, But like something that like Kingo, essentially, like something at all possibly related to Kingo. Um, uh, and the reason why I ask yeah. that is because, again, we won't hear this again for a long time, but I'm not sure if you know this, but Najma is actually a big Kingo fan.
0: That's I mean, who isn't, honestly? Like, frankly, True. like who is? Truly, even who isn't? Even your big... I, I, I want to see a movie where like a huge villain... Like an Alan Rickman-esque, like just evil, yes. is just a big Tom Hanks fan. Just like, he's like, <laughs> come on. I mean, like who it- Can't be Kingo? Oh, no, he can be Kingo. But like, you know, Kingo's a fictional actor in a-
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, could you imagine like a big fight in like a Marvel movie? And he's like, and then I will- Oh shit, is that Kingo? Wait, <laughs> hang on. Stop. All right, stop. Listen. D- everyone, everyone put your weapons down for just a brief moment. Kingo, hey, dude. What an, what an honor this is. He's like, okay, actually, no, you don't know be hilarious. And like, is Ultron guns, guns. meeting him? Yeah. Is Ultron being like, it's like, you know, and I just think that this world is, wait a minute, is that Kingo? All right, hang on. every <laughs> Avengers, everyone, just chill for a second. Kingo, when I looked through the internet, yeah. I saw everything. And everything made me hate this planet, honestly, except for your movies. I really considered there for a minute. Maybe there's something worth saving. So if you want to join me, no. I pirated ah, the hell a out of shame. all your
0: movies, and King goes like, "What the
1: fuck?" Right, and then and King goes like, "Okay, attack is back on." Lars then Rick right. jumps
0: then- in from nowhere and is like, "I'll get him."
1: Right, copyright forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then he right. plays uh, the solo to Master of Puppets, and Dustin right. loves it. So she's hiding from Babushka, played by Nimrabusha, who is searching for her to take away her superpowers. The three vow to protect hmm. Irma, even turning against Dinu Chacha, uh, who is played by Bahro- Beroz uh who we're not going to see later, their mentor, who gave them their powers in the first place. More twists follow as the children work selflessly for the greater good. So they have to betray Master Splinter to save
1: Master Baxter Splinter. Stockman.
0: What, oh, I thought oh. you said, okay. Um,
1: <laughs> so did you mean every Young Avenger story?
0: Yeah, basically. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so
1: then coming to the MCU in
0: phase five. Nice. Love it. Phase five, Y-O-U-N-G. All right. Faria is played because it's five letters for young.
1: Oh, yeah. I see. Um I was like, Y-O-U-N-G.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Faria is played by an actress named Adaku Onanongbo. Uh she is in five <laughs> episodes of Cursed and one episode of Jessica Jones. So we're gonna see her. Again, I didn't know that. yeah, interesting. Salim is played by a guy named Dan Carter. He was in one other thing, and I couldn't see a synopsis for it or anything else about it. So,
1: can I just say that of all of these actors that we've seen so far, yeah. one of these is not like the other. What?
0: What? It, oh, because uh, because Adaku Anagbo is British. Yeah, I know, but it's it's.
1: um <laughs> No, I just meant like very clearly like names that Dan like, Carter. Uh, yeah, it's it's so much the uh, tied with bleach. Key and Peel sketch. Yeah, Dan Smith BYU. Like that's exactly yeah. what that felt like yeah. at, at the last second um, to be like, you know, here is these great actors that like you can like feel like their like their heritage, yeah. you know, being represented and everything, and then it's just like,
0: hey, Dan here, and you're a friend, Dan. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then Aisha is played by an actress named Maywish Hayat. Uh, I don't Wait a minute. You, I feel like you've mentioned I that. have been. she plays Irma in 3 Bahadur Rise of the Warriors. Um I wrote this again um, she has well here's her sort of like mini bio and and you'll understand why I only have this other this you know that same credit and then nothing else. She's one of Pakistan's leading actresses. Coming from a well-known show business family, she has been acting since an extremely early age. She's acknowledged as being the current reigning box office queen, having delivered Ooh. five consecutive hits in a row. So, she think of the most biggest movie star you can think of right now. Okay, Tom Hanks. Oh, well, but like, like, like that's still making like giant Tom blockbuster Hulk. movies. Like, you're Chris Hemsworth's. Okay, sure.
1: <laughs> was that a specific answer that you wanted? No, 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 Because no, I no, was no, just naming no, no.
0: Okay. Uh, I just realized that like an answer is someone in a Marvel, like Chris Evans or something. Right. But like.
1: Yeah. Chris Evans actually is a great answer because, you know, not only has he had things like Endgame and stuff like that, but he's also had Knives Out. Yeah, we should do this more uh, And then the movie, the, and the other movie that's coming up uh, soon. What is it? The Gray Man? The Gray Man? The Gray Man. Is he in that? I believe so. Yeah, he's he's in that with uh, Ryan Gosling. Huh. And there's man, a woman in that I'm, that
0: I feel like I've mostly only paid attention to or seen trailers only
1: with her in it. Um oh, you're talking about uh Anna Diarmas?
0: Yeah. Um yeah. Colin, um yeah, that's why and I have Who else is in that movie by
1: the way? Um no. Jessica
0: Henwick. I know that name. Yes, you do. Chicken. Arm. Wing. Wing. Colleen Wing. Oh, Col. Oh, Colleen Wing. Okay, gotcha. I was like, chicken wing. It was. You know what's really tough? Her name is Henwick, Mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, I got it. Colin. Hen, got it. Hen. That's funny. Um, Billy Bob Thornton's also in that movie, and I did not know that. Oh, he had a vial of Angelina Jolie's blood around his neck for a while. Um. So that I did not yeah. know and I Hey, don't care hey, for that Colin, information. There's some fun and by fun I mean troubling stuff. Look up uh, press on Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie uh from like
1: 1997.
0: I think I'm good actually. Uh, de um is one of my favorite actresses right now. So I it makes sense Same. to me why I haven't seen much of any other people
1: in that movie and say hey real quick guess who is also in this uh who uh shay Wigham. do you recognize that name at all sounds familiar if you saw his face you would certainly recognize him focus now he's not the actor that was that said focus but he was the guy oh he's who the was guy that
0: gets that, that gets his uh leg cut off excellent
1: his leg, cop. His leg, no, 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 amputated. No, no. I'm talking. I'm talking. Uh, the guy, the the captain.
0: Oh, 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 oh. So we're gonna we're gonna see Shea Wiggum a lot more
1: when he is. Wait, I'm gonna double check. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Roger Dooley. Yeah, yeah, he's he's Dooley. Yeah. I could not remember the character's name, so I was like trying to look it up real fast. Yeah. And I was kind of stalling a little bit. Yeah. He's sort of. An wow. Explosive this is team. the the gray man's got a yeah. It's, but uh, actually, but you know who else would be a, a great example of of this. Uh, Thing that you were mentioning though, um, like for someone who's been like a box office smash hit sensation. Yeah, who? um, uh, Tony Leung.
0: Right, right, right. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of a, sort of a. See, Tony Leung. I think of that's Big Tony, right,
1: or Short Tony? Yeah. Uh, That I don't remember. I don't remember which one one is big or short. yeah. But he's he's the father. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's so I he's sure think of him
0: it. as more of a Tom Hanks of the of the Chinese cinema. And her I right. think of as sort of like the like the Selena Gomez or like the um hmm.
1: I mean Tony is now older too. Sure, that's so what I, I mean. I, yeah. I understand why you're and saying that. And he's been I mean, around Tony's for been, a long time. Right. Right. So in my opinion, I was just thinking like he's a hot ticket item, you know. Right. What? Uh, still to this day. Um, just let me.
0: I'm gonna look at the most IMDb's most popular celebrities. Joseph Quinn, of course. Melly Bobby Brown. Yes. Okay. Anyone who's not Stranger Things. Looking for a Maya Hawke? Nowhere. looking for. Gosh, she's a, uh, okay. Sorry. Natalie Portman. So was, is. Uh, should, um, but. Jeez, Anna Darmus. No, I just wanted to look at her again. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll just be over here. Um I mean like you're like Winona Ryder in the eighties and like
1: you know Right. You know,
0: you know what it mm-hmm. means to be a box office like hit. Uh so that is for one point oh three, which Jim is Come. destined. Um one point oh five uh season one episode five, there's no new characters since that soldier who gets totally I believe the kids say murked. Um Yeah. Uh 180 no scoped, I believe, uh is is, that is exactly what it is though. He
1: she does one eighty no scope, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh he doesn't get a credit, so
1: you know what's funny is the fact that she does not teabag him.
0: It well, it would be funny if she took out an actual actual teabag.
1: Like, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just kind of making a joke because, you know, right. No, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, right. Yeah. Also, technically, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so this. It was a Fortnite move for sure, yeah. though, to be clear. For sure. Like the fact that she just, like, one shot this guy with a fucking knife, that's some Call of Duty bullshit. Like
0: she. And they don't. You have to sort of remember that that happens going forward into this timeline because she's on the lamb largely for killing this well- dude. I feel like right, um,
1: but also no one saw her do it. And, so like right. that's what I don't get. Well, is presumably like how they when know. his
0: when his buddies come around,
1: uh, oh, before he dies, right. he goes. It was definitely this one woman named Aisha who I got her I, name. I know I know exactly what she looks like because I'm a white guy who doesn't objectify I've people and makes. Them, I've sketched
0: you know. a perfect sketch. I taught Steve Rogers everything he knows. Who? Oh, you'll find out. It's, You'll find out next year. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah. He's going to be big next year. All right, so uh, this episode... He's like,
1: you might not love it, but you're going to love it in a minute. Right. And your gran- great-grandkids will love him in 2012. You're, What's that mean? <laughs>
0: you're, you might not know who he is, but he will steal focus from all the shit that's going to go down
1: in this area of the world for... Right. So we can continue to kind of do this right. for a bit, exactly. actually, because no one's looking. <laughs> uh,
0: so this episode is called Time and Again. And it aired on my dad's birthday, July 6th, 2022. Uh, The title of this episode is named after Ms. Marvel Volume 4, which is issues number 31 through 38, uh, which is listed as Time and Again. And if you're going to, if we're going to find, like, I want to go back and find those issues and see if they have anything to do with what goes here. Because Time and, excuse me, because Time and Again is like a famous time travel book from like the early, like the nineteen. 30s or something where yeah. and so then like a whole bunch of people call their thing time and again because it's like you know this is gonna be time travel anyways it was directed by Sharpen Obaid Chinoy who did one oh. other episode of Ms. Marvel uh, let's see she directed a movie called Three Bahadur Rise of the Warriors oh. as well as the two prior movies in the series Um, and she directed a uh, mini series documentary called Fundamental colon, Gender Justice No exceptions. Uh, she is the first Pakistani to win an Academy award. Wow. And she won it in 2012 for the best documentary short subject movie saving face, uh, which she shared with Daniel Junga. And then in 2016, she won another Oscar. So I don't know if another, if any Pakistani have won, has won one since then, but she has two. So, I mean, I guess, you know, screw everyone. Uh, for the best documentary short subject a girl
1: in the river the price of forgiveness so uh hey you know what also is the girl in the river the story of forgiveness what is 16 something 1642 or something like that uh when the native american oh, s- girl walks into right with the, the river the s- to 1615
0: yeah the price of forgiveness 16, is often kids dying
1: well i was going to say the girl in the river yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah that's awesome.
0: Yeah. The girl in the river and the boy in the plastic bubble, and she's like, "Hey, where the hell did you get that bubble?" And he's like, <laughs> "Patriarchy." Colin, shall I move to some social media?
1: Yes, cool. let's do that.
0: Uh, what? Uh, let's do Let's do some social media handles because I don't feel like I've done that in a long in a long while. Sure. Um, if you want to find our show Timeline Scavengers on Twitter, you would go to Timeline Scav. Uh-huh. If that's not enough for you, if you need more, if you need a second bangle. Uh, to put on your Twitter right. uh, blue severed arm, you can go to our network's Twitter page, which is at uh, Scavengers Net. Uh, I almost said Timeline Scav again. Friend them, friend us which twice because really we're twice as nice. Colin, if you wanted to set the people's cave their their tw- timeline feed on fire with your hot hot tweets, where would you send people for that? Uh, service
1: you can find me at colin m parker
0: and uh if you want to find me taking a 180 no scope dagger direct to my twitter chest all every weekday uh you can go to uh at unabashed james and that's where you can find me uh if you want to Note what music has been changed because of the release date of certain Marvel features, or our podcast, because we're going to have this released uh, in the for, you know the most recent part of the feed, and then it's going to drift down the river yeah. back into its proper place,
1: to its correct spot. Yeah, uh,
0: you might want to look at the person that uh, wrote the uh, intro and outro music for our show. His name is Nick Bermald and you can find him on Twitter at n b. R a m a l d i, uh, or you can go nope. to his website, Nick Brimaldi.
1: No i, what? Nick Bramaldi. Nick
0: Bramaldi. I was thinking he was uh, this uh, Italian composer that I've been getting into lately, Nick Nick Brimaldi. Nico Brimaldi. <laughs> Um You can. Uh, oh, Nico, Nico Bramaldi. Hey, I'm a Greek. He's, I'm a Greek composer. I'm Nico Bramaldi. He's, he's
1: he's he's the one from another from another universe. Oh,
0: superhero. I like a superhero. Euro. Yeah, superhero. That's like a... Yeah. if. How come Zeus didn't say that?
1: <laughs>
0: I eat superheroes like you for breakfast. <laughs> oh, superhero. Oh, superhero. Got, super hero. <laughs> got oh, you. I need those in Philadelphia. All right, so if you want to... Because they call heroes. Uh, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, you, I got you.
0: Got yeah. Uh, let me go to the actual thing. Uh, so Nick Bramald, our composer, can be found on Twitter at NBRAMALD. Or you can find him on the internet at (laughs) nickbermoldcomposer.co.uk. What are you laughing at?
1: Just this whole outro. has been very funny to me.
0: (laughs) That's going to do it for this uh, first Ms. Marvel Pickup episode. Uh, We've got some more kind of rom-com-y sort of stuff coming up, so stay tuned. Uh, Watch your feeds, and if... uh, Hey, if you're joining us when this is in the timeline already, well, welcome! Thanks for uh, thanks for for listening. As always, I am James Anderson.
1: I'm Colin Parker.
0: At... Celsior. We Were you looking when I did that? Were you, were you looking when I did that, Colin?
1: What's oh, that? Dang what? It. Huh? <sighs>